Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. So very exciting joining us on today's podcast for a Friday Q&A. One of our favourite humans. She's already been on the podcast before, so it's an absolute honour to get her back on. Uh, I just called her a novelist. No. Second time (laughs) author. Um, Her new book is out, The Science of Nutrition. She's also pregnant with her second. She's just told us she's not sure how she's going to cope with a toddler and a newborn. And I said... You haven't got a choice. It's Rhiannon Lambert. Yay. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on again. I think when we last chatted to you, you was pregnant. Um, yeah. And yeah, we haven't really caught up since then. So how has it been? Uh, oh, wow. A lot's happened, hasn't it, in that space of time? Because I gave birth in April 2020, which was like the worst time I think I could have picked to have a baby, actually, looking yeah. back. Um, but yeah, a lot's happened. I've I've had my little boy. He's now 19 months old and I'm pregnant again. And I've got the book. The book was the hardest thing, though, girls. Right, I underestimated writing a book <laughs> when you've got a baby. Oh, my God. And it was lockdown, so there wasn't. I didn't really have any childcare. It was crazy. It was like nap times. Thank goodness he napped quite well. I was quite lucky with the naps because yeah. that really helped. But yeah, I'm here. When you're trying to do something like that and you've got a newborn, you're just you're you're kind of all always in like a tumble dryer. You're just like, what am I doing here? I don't know what I'm doing here. And what am I doing here? And oh no, I've actually got to engage my brain. I don't know how you did it. I mean, we definitely didn't do anything um, as no. difficult as writing a book in the. <laughs> six months old babies for babies I'd pat myself on the back if I'd like actually loaded the dishwasher yeah Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it by the way it's not something that looking back I would have I would have chosen to I think it was a weird time you know when the book the book kind of came to fruition I'd always wanted to do this like encyclopedia of nutrition I'd always wanted to do something that was moving away from me just holding a bowl of salad you know that kind of stereotypical nutritionist look I wanted it to be accessible for all ages and cover all topics so I couldn't really turn it down. But equally, you didn't know where the work was coming in the pandemic. Yeah. It was such a strange mm. time. It's like everything just stopped. And I was freaking out. But I was like, I've got a baby here. I've got to make a living. And this is an opportunity to do something. But yeah, it was, I wouldn't recommend doing it. But it was hard. <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about the book because it's it's out already. So just, just tell us, you know, I guess the science behind it. Yeah, it, it's about debunking the myths and the fads and just, I think, real educational topics. So it spans from everything. There's a whole section I think your listeners will love on um, 
pregnancy, nutrition, going through to weaning and childhood, the psychology of postnatal, all that sort of stuff. And we cover even topics like should we be eating meat? Should we be eating fish? What about alcohol? What about sugar? Fasting, a whole section on gut health, on weight, you know, body fat management and all the misconceptions around what you should do to lose weight, keep it off, what psychology, restriction cycles, eating disorders. It really is, I would call it an encyclopedia of nutrition in an easy way. There's great diagrams. It's really broken down and it's all evidence-based. Do you know what? That sounds so interesting. I know. I I went away last week with with Heart Breakfast on Talk a couple of weeks ago and one of I had a a bit of a naughty breakfast and one of the guys on the shoot was like, oh, healthy breakfast for you this morning. And I was like, no. I was like, there's about 15 <laughs> teaspoons of sugar in this. I knew I knew what I was eating, but it was really interesting that they that person didn't understand the science behind yeah. the sugar in the crunch nut cornflakes. So I feel like that's, this is maybe a book that everybody needs to read. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Like every generation. And it's even, you know, what about our brain health just as much as sugar? You know, what about how to stop us? I've got skin and aging. I've got pages on the menopause, on what to eat when you're on your period, your menstrual cycle. It covers so much more. And like you said, I think there's such a misconception. Food is so emotive. I think Mm. everyone's got this emotional connection to it. And the guy that said that to you, A, is highly inappropriate. B, probably just saw the portion size of the cereal. I don't think that's okay. I don't think you should be commenting on what you're eating. That's just what I do for a living. So I'm like, just don't do it. But he probably saw a small bowl of cereal with a banana and thought, oh, that's healthy. But yeah, like you yeah. said, he didn't know what yeah. that was made up of. So. Yeah. But lots yeah. of people don't. And that's why there's that whole thing about eating cereals for breakfast. That's why, the gut, you know, everyone is in uproar about the government saying, you know, a bowl of cereal, it's like, it's really not the best thing that we can be choosing for breakfast. But I do love it. Let's get into this because we've we've thrown out um, some, uh, well, our followers have basically sent in tons of questions as we knew they would. So let's just, let's just see if we can get through them. First one, my child has a milk and soya allergy. Is the allergy... Alpro one to three years oat milk a good substitute for him absolutely um because obviously there's no soy and there's no lactose in there they often come hand in hand people that are allergic or can't tolerate um lactose and milk often have a soy as well so it's quite ah. connected people don't realize yeah it's quite common um but check always Alpro are pretty good they fortify everything so they add the vitamins and minerals that you would normally get in milk and you would normally get in soy because soy is actually quite a good source of protein. So the only thing I would say about oat milk is that it is lacking the protein, but it will have the other vitamins and minerals. So maybe when you're using oat milk in your dishes for your for your little one, just add some protein elsewhere. Um, maybe add some nut butter if they're not allergic to nuts. I hope you don't have that triple whammy because that's really tough. Yeah. Um, and try and add something else to the food at the same time that's going to keep that up throughout the day. Fab. So this is from Stacey. Tips for just gestational diabetes and keeping up a good diet after birth? Gestational diabetes is an area that you really need to be monitored. So if you've been told this by your doctor, I would definitely make sure that you're getting those regular checkups with your GP because they'll be taking your blood and they'll be checking your levels and your blood sugar levels essentially. And it can go after birth as well. It can take some time. And in fact, some women that have never had diabetes before they get diagnosed with gestational diabetes and it's Mm. quite a shock to them. It's not quite an area I work on all the time, but it's something that needs a health professional monitoring. So don't, don't just not go back to your GP. Please tell your midwife, make sure that you're constantly monitored for your blood sugar levels. And I suggest the dietary advice is to make sure that things are combined. So always have your carbohydrates with some fats and protein. So if you've got a slice of toast, try and put some 
even cheese on it because I know it's got protein and it's got fat in it, which will slow the release of the sugar in the carbs into your bloodstream. So cheese on toast, actually. Oh, who doesn't love cheese on toast? Oh my god, I, I love, love a bit of marmite with a cheese on oh, toast. I love you know? it. I love it. Um, or beans. Beans yep. on toast. I've actually yeah. never had cheese and beans on toast. I was thinking about this the other day. I've never actually had what? it. So I'm going to have it this week. And I even <laughs> bought, I bought M&S were doing these little cheese and bean on toast, um, like party bites. And I've got them in my fridge and I can't wait. I'll let you know what I think. <laughs> You're yes, just such please. a sucker for walking around the supermarket and seeing a gimmick and going, oh, party oh, bites. Oh, I am. I'm a marketer's oh, dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, this is from Sophie, mum to picky toddler and work 40 hours uh, a week. Easy ideas to stop McDonald's drive through Thursdays. Oh gosh, that's so hard. And you're working so hard. I think yeah. every working mum can relate that you are just knackered and you really want an easy life. Um, but there's no easy answer around this, but it's up to you to go to that drive through in a way. Um, and if that's a habit you want to curb, it's making it more neutral. So this is, I think, a discussion that a lot of parents will struggle with on sugar as well as things like McDonald's and takeaways. It's we build it up to be a bad thing. Therefore, yep. in a child's eyes, it becomes like, oh, get it now. I want it now. You know, that that's kind of the mentality behind it. And we need to use the word neutral. We need to neutralize the discussions around it. So if your toddler... I don't know how old your toddler is. I'm assuming your toddler will be perhaps obviously older than my son, probably speaking and a few words here and there like I want or can I have, you know, that type of discussion and, and constant, please, mum, please, mum, please, mum, in the back of the car. You don't say please. <laughs> please? What? Hilarious. <laughs> I think if you're in that situation, it's so stressful, isn't it? And you just have to start using language like we can have it another day or we can have it next week and it will suck and it will be really hard. But that's the way of breaking the chain and have something else with you on the car if they're hungry when you do pick up, if you can, even if it's just a banana, even if it's just like an oat cake or something that you've got in the car down the side, whatever your toddler likes, if it's a baby bell, you know, a bit of cheese, just make sure they have a snack on the way home in the car and then it gives you a bit of time just to prep the dinner when you get back. But it's hard. Do you know what? I do have a great other option yeah. that my son loves. Like if your um, child loves chicken nuggets or something, I make salmon nuggets for my son and he loves Ooh. them and it's so yeah. easy. Yeah, freeze them in the freezer and then you've always got something. You can make your own like chips at home, like potato wedges and get out some nuggets and you can make it like a fun um, McDonald's-esque type of meal at home yeah oh that's I really like that no extra salt and all the other stuff that goes into those nuggets you don't even know what the chicken is to be honest so um yeah so this this actually this is quite a, a big topic I guess for you to answer top three supplements you can recommend for adults but I guess just in general just in general yeah it's an interesting one I think okay vitamin d is a no-brainer because that's government law guidance that everyone takes it so you guys should be taking it now from September all the way around to April that will support your immune system help keep your bones healthy all that sort of thing and we know we don't get enough sunlight because the sunlight hits your skin and then the absorption and the production the synthesis of making vitamin d happens in the skin and we just don't get it in the winter we don't really go outside we're covered up head to toe and then when it's sunny we put sunscreen on because we're protecting our skin which is the right thing to do. So vitamin D would be number one. Um, folic acid, I guess, would be if you obviously you're pregnant, trying to conceive, that's a really important vitamin. That would be one of my top ones 
to prevent neural tube defects for your baby and help with growth and development. Do you need folic acid if you're not pregnant or trying to no. conceive? No, you don't. Okay, fine. I mean, you need folate from your diet. So folic acid is the synthetic form of folate, the stuff you get in the supplements. But that's the thing you really need when you're pregnant because there's only research on that supplement, not the natural form itself when it comes to preventing these neural tube defects. But for everyone else, you'll probably be getting just enough folate from um, even bread now. Bread's fortified. So most people in the UK are probably getting their quantities from fortified foods. Yeah. Um, and then what would my other one be? Probably if you're a plant-based eater, like a multi, like a vegan multi or something that gives you B12, iodine, calcium. If you don't eat oily fish, you need an omega-3 supplement. Which is that what yeah. yeah. Yes. I've got a good tip. If you go to Amazon and you get one of those pill pots, the, the ones that oh, have got yeah. the days on. So that's what I've got. Monday to Friday. Oh, sorry, Monday idea. to Sunday, Monday to Sunday. And then I, I am literally rattling around with the amount of supplements I take. I mean, look, I don't know if they're doing anything, but I'm like a fish oils girl, college, you know, I have my sachets of collagen I'll take my vitamin C vitamin D like and it just helps me every single morning I know that it's there so it's the first thing I do when I wake up is just open Monday neck the six pills the next one you know it's all there so you're not faffing around opening pill pots and being yeah. like oh what have I taken what haven't I taken this and they don't cost very much they're like 6.99 or something that's a good yeah. tip helps that's you remember to take what you need we'll be right back after this short break Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? How much should I eat in my third trimester? It's a really interesting question. Yeah, and they've specified the third trimester. So I think this person may have already done done some reading, but you can have up to 200 calories more in the third trimester. But that's only really like a banana and some nuts or something. It's not like a Kit Kat. You know, 204, whatever it is on the pack. Everyone seems to know that number with a Kit Kat. It's... um, it's funny that, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's a Kit Kat extra in your third trimester. I would advise trying to opt for something a bit more nourishing. Yeah, but if a Kit Kat is what you want, on the Kit Kat, <laughs> enjoy, yeah, enjoy the energy you'll get from your Kit Kat. It's such a misconception eating for two, isn't it? First trimester you don't, second you don't really. Um, but yeah, third you want that extra energy. That's where the most growth suddenly. You know, like the growth of the tummy, like just expands yeah. massively in the third trimester you're doing a huge amount of growing for your baby so you just need that little bit extra a little bit more nine months postpartum I've been eating healthily and walking more than ever but weight not shifting is intermittent fasting a fad or good approach for sustainably losing weight 
So this would be in the book, The Science of Nutrition. Um, I delve into all of this because intermittent fasting isn't going to be for everybody. It's a way of just reducing calorie intake. There's no other real miracle behind it. But for some people, it can trigger binge eating. It can trigger disordered eating cycles. Mm. But for others, it's a really easy way of managing body fat loss. I would say that diet is more effective than exercise when you're looking at body fat loss. So consistency is going to be so important so I you know and you're only nine months postpartum I mean there's a saying isn't there it takes nine months to grow a baby and then once I can't remember what it is there's something about nine months in nine months out out. yeah yeah Yeah. there's a saying around that and everybody will reach that you know state at their own time and their own pace it can take some women a year it can take a bit more so be patient with yourself your hormones I don't know if you're breastfeeding or you're not breastfeeding there's different fluctuations there that can also impact body fat loss as well Um, so there's a hell of a lot are you getting your period back have you got that back yet um mm. you know that could also be causing water retention are you measuring your body fat on the scales or are you measuring it via your clothes yeah. or how are you? there's so many factors but I would say diet consistency fasting have a read in the book because we delve into the science and it may be right for you but ultimately it's just skipping a meal you're dead on when you talk about the diet being consistent with the exercise if you're exercising you know you're doing three or four times a week but your diet is all over the place and you're yeah. binge eating chocolate and crisps and all the rest of it you're not going to shift it are you no, and no. it's and it's you're you know that, that for a while you're kind of going through the motions going I don't understand it I don't understand it and that has to be really you know have a cheat day and have a few treats here and there but that consistency with your food intake and eating the right things has got to be completely on you can't outrun a bad diet they're all those sayings aren't they yeah. they're all there. <laughs> um, best quick breakfast in your opinion quick is being the ultimate word here now see I'm a nutritionist so I'm probably a bit biased here I think quick is bunging a bowl of oats in the microwave for two minutes and that's a porridge that is quick yeah that is quick right I think that's quick but it does involve some cooking because you're adding whatever topping you want so I would normally get my bowl of oats pour some oats in the bowl I don't bother measuring it anymore I kind of know visually what my portion size is chuck some berries in or half a banana mix it up with some milk or water whatever you want to make your porridge with bung it in for two minutes then I add a topping of um, yogurt stir it in and then I drizzle of honey some nuts and that's that's quick for me yeah that is quick these are quite good as well so I make one of these every single morning um these this is a smoothie which I put my collagen in but this has got all the greens so avocado blueberries kiwi um spinach and then I put some berries in it and then I put some protein in it and I just blast it up with some water and then I drink one of these and that sort of keeps me going till I have my eggs a bit later on but they're quite because then as well you're not under pressure to eat all of your greens for the rest of the day because I've literally rammed them all in this yeah, you get it done in the morning. And if you utilize your freezer as well, you can just pick handfuls of frozen spinach, whatever you've got. I need to get back into smoothies now. I'm really bad yeah. in the winter and it's such a good way of getting nutrients in early in the morning. I also add oats to my smoothie if you want to be a bit more fibrous yeah. and that can help with bowel movements. So yeah, get creative. That can be quick, really quick. Bowel movement, that's so interesting because I, that being too descriptive, if I have one of these, if I'm really, <laughs> really regular with my smoothie drinking, I'm really regular in other yeah. areas which is great yeah you have to you have to guys you have to eat this is the misconception with dieting like, I think yeah, but I love this kind of talk if we're not putting stuff in we're not pushing anything out yeah. the more you push yes. out True. the healthier you will be 
and the happier you will be. And our gut loves all that variety. Our gut bacteria will consume that. It will give off all these lovely short-chain fatty acids, things that we love that make us happy. Are you interested in stool, in people's in stools? Like, is there is that you know, like Gillian McKeith went all bananas about everyone's <gasps> oh pooing up. Oh my gosh, yes. There's a poo in a yes. Tupperware, and they're like, oh, your ones look like pellets, therefore you're dehydrated or whatever it was. Oh, you've got the perfect log. Like, is that something that you would ask your clients if they came to yeah. you? Yeah. So it's yeah. so interesting. I wouldn't go by what Gillian McKeith said she just hadn't she just was not qualified whatsoever but she was on to something because we do have no she's got not got any qualifications to be looking at anybody's diet um but that's a different story that's not yes but um I'm sure she meant well um there's the Bristol Bristol stool chart which is something that our clinicians in the nutrition clinic use all the time and again it's mentioned in the science of nutrition there's a whole section on gut health for you guys and you ideally want your poo to be kind of smooth and not too like bumpy or rigid or coming out in little plops you know that float in the toilet and this may sound really crude but it's so important you look at your poo and have a look at something called the Bristol stool chart get the book and just have a look because it means you need to just drink more water or you just need to eat more fiber. And it's interesting. So we've got studies in other countries that people that have a heavier poo, like a better bulk and smoother poos, will live longer. And it's always fascinating. Wow. Yeah. And their mental wow. health will be better just based on the fact that their stools are better. But it does link back to what's living in our gut. So two kilos of what we weigh is bacteria, all of it. And it sits at the colon, like the bottom end of the digestive tract. And it will consume what's left over the fiber, the bulk of your diet. Because everything else gets pulled out when it goes down the intestines and it gets absorbed into the bloodstream. You get to the bottom, you've got all that fibrous stuff left over, which comes out in the poo. Bacteria will eat what they can, send messages back up to your brain, which make you happy. It's honestly something that we don't eat enough of in the UK. And that's why, because of all these diets, we eat refined carbohydrates that don't contain enough fiber. We just do not get enough fruit, veg, pulses, beans and things into our diets in this country. Oh, wow. I do actually feel happier, don't you, George? You know, when you when you go to the loo and you're like, yes, that was like a winning poo. And you come out and you're like, yeah, I feel amazing. Yeah, you feel clean, don't you? You feel like, whoa, I'm ready for the day. I love this. I've never had such enthusiastic poo talkers before. <laughs> Do you know what? In my family, I'm actually not involved in this because it actually does gross me out. But people are so obsessed with poo in my family that they they save them for each other, especially like my cousins. Oh, so, fucking hell, Seriously, George. they do. It's so weird. It's so weird. So I am used to poo chat. I'm used to poo chat. You I remember James take it one step over, don't you? <laughs> he had an operation once and my cousins were coming to stay um and they must have been like 19 and 21 at the time or something and he because he'd had so much like you know like pain relief and all that kind of stuff he didn't poo for like a week or maybe longer and they were there when he eventually did poo and they were (laughs) so happy that they were there for that moment they were so happy brilliant I'm so glad it came I can't imagine the pain after a week oh yeah I know um should we do one more right so nursery do crap food how to approach without making mealtimes a thing for her. It's a brilliant nursery on everything else, but always sending home with sweets. Today, the Christmas party was the final straw for me. Why does the party have equal to zero nutrition? What's more damaging for me, for her, me making her odd by sending 
packed lunch or letting her consume processed sauces, no veg, etc. Right. Okay. I'm sure every parent, I can see your faces as well, can relate to this type of conversation because I've got it all to come. My son starts nursery in February and do you remember I mentioned the word neutral earlier, placing an important, you've got two approaches here that you as a parent can choose to follow. And then there's a kind of in between. The first one is that you just neutralize all foods. You're like, you just don't make a big deal of it. That's one approach, but that's about relationships of food. It's not about their dental health. We know that a quarter of kids in the UK have tooth decay under the age of five, which is shocking. We know they shouldn't be having sugar under the age of two and even under the age again of five, seven, 12, it should be so small and they're getting way too much. So there's that angle. Then there's the fact the nursery in the first place, in my opinion, shouldn't be providing these sugary desserts and things like they do every single day. But I appreciate for some people, that's the only bit of food like that they'll ever get when they go to nursery. They won't ever get things at home. And it depends. There's all these different conversations to be had around this topic. Ultimately, I think my advice would to be let your child just let go on the Christmas party day. But if it's happening every day of the week, then do the lunch boxes and just explain, just say, oh, we'll look forward to that another time. And you're not, you're not damaging your child's health by providing an alternative food and something else. Are they at the age where they know that they're all their friends at nursery are having this chocolate? And maybe you can message the nursery because I would I would definitely contact the nursery and just say, look, I don't want my child to be having this every single day, but I'm happy for them to come home with something on a Friday or, you know, pick a day of the week, which is going to make it an enjoyable experience. But that goes against the intuitive eating principles of just neutralizing and just letting go of all of it. But I kind of sit on the fence here where I can see both sides completely. And I think it's the parent's decision for the child's health. I mean, personally, I would find it hard to do the intuitive eating approach with sugar at such a young age. My son's not even two. I don't want him coming home every day with loads of sweets and chocolate. So, but that's my opinion and you've got to do what works for your parenting yeah. approach. Brilliant. Ren, thank you so much. There were hundreds of questions and it's really frustrating. So we're going to book you back in before you push out number two, please. <laughs> yes, yeah. please. And thank you so much for coming back on. Always lovely to catch up with you and such great uh-huh. advice and tips there. Thank you. I've loved it. Thanks for having me. Of course, she really knows her stuff, doesn't she? Rhiannon, Rhiannon <laughs> Lambert is one of my favourite people. Every time I come off chatting to her, because we we kind of say we're, we're friends with her now, I always feel better about life. Like she kind of breaks it down. She talks our language. She doesn't overcomplicate things, you know. And this new book, I mean, I know the brilliant. science of nutrition. Yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to reading that. Yeah, um, because like you know, things like intermittent fasting, all that kind of stuff. They're all things that we know about and it's just good to I guess know the science behind these things and whether they actually work and if they would work for you and yeah um yeah I mean she properly properly knows her stuff she's you know she is a nutritionist she she runns a clinic like she yeah she she knows she knows it and also favorite conversation well I mean it's early 2022 now but favorite conversation really about poos I love the fact that we've spent (laughs) so long discussing (laughs) 
Discussing <laughs> poo. Yeah. Oh my god. No, please don't anyone start sending us like poo pictures. We're yeah, not no. That no, right. we're not. We're not. Um, we should do some products because we actually yes. got given some. I, I feel like I've. I, well, basically, I feel like more of an adult since some of my Christmas presents arrived. And I'm going to kick us off because I've obviously been really into doing my smoothies for a really long time. But I got given the Ninja two in one blender. And um, yeah, it's just been amazing to make green juices. And I've been able to puree stuff. Like, obviously, I can't get any fruit and vegetables into kit. But I make, oh, him, yeah. a, I make him smoothies with this. Um, and he drinks them. <laughs> Little does he know, all the goodness inside of all them. All the stuff that's in there, if only <laughs> he knew. Don't let him see you making it. <laughs> he might go off with them. Yeah. And actually, it's interesting that you mentioned Ninja because they seem to be everywhere at the moment. And particularly with the air fryer, I've heard so much oh, good yes. stuff about it from friends. You know, particularly like for making like chips and stuff that would be typically deep fried, you can do in this air fryer. And it's obviously much easier and not as messy. And but much also, healthier. Yeah, exactly, yeah. but also so much healthier. So, um, yeah, if you're in the market for something like that, then definitely check out the Ninja Air Fryer. Yeah, and I'm going to say a product now, and you're probably going to go, "What? who is this person that's on the podcast? Can you send Zoe back? But since we've had, we've got a, an amazing new babysitter that started working for us. Her name's Tara, and she's super involved with the kids, and she's been doing loads of baking, so I kind of took her lead. But she sent me a message before Christmas, and she was like, why do we not have any scales in the house? I'm like, because I keep my high-heeled shoes in that cupboard um so um i've now you'll be pleased to hear got the salter electronic got digital kitchen scale, scale. Got scale. <laughs> the salter one's really easy to use it's obviously electronic it looks really nice in the kitchen and it's just been really easy i've actually been making i know um biscuits and various things like that and they've actually been tasting quite nice well who is this new zoe that we're going into 2022 Sorry. with i mean i hope she doesn't stick around that long <laughs> no, um, and just to finish up it's quite an obvious product but something that I would I would take to a desert island with me if I had to a mini chopper you know like when you're you know chopping onions chopping garlic anything like that you just literally put it in this tiny little chopper and blitz it up and it's done it's just an easy and quick way to get loads more like veg and also make your sauces smoother Um, and they're like 20 pounds on Amazon they're really 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 great amazing Um, Love that. Look at us. We'll be getting our cookbook in no time, George. Well, (laughs) as always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and give the podcast a little follow. And if you can continue, please, let's start 2022 in the right way. Uh, Sending us your photographs of where you're listening to the podcast. We love seeing them. Yeah, please do. And if you want to leave us a review, we would really, really appreciate it. We love reading them and they are great for a confidence boost. Um, (laughs) But if you if you want to send us any feedback, you know, people you'd like to hear from this year, topics you'd like us to cover then just drop us a dm we're on at made by mummers and we'll be back on tuesday made by mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely charlotte mason insanity group normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.